deliver God's word this morning. Heavenly Father, we thank you that we can enjoy singing songs of praise and worship unto yourself. We praise you and deliver God's deliver God's worship. And we are actively seeing deliver God's with our very own eyes. What you are doing, deliver God's deliver God's. Father, we just commit this time to you, Lord God. Will you continue to speak to and speak through our brother Reggie, Lord God. Pastor Reggie, as he delivers your word this morning. For this is our humble prayer. In the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. Good morning. Magandang umaga po. Mayong buntag. Uh, maayong aga. Buenos dias. Nihao. Ano pa? Okay, so... Yun. Okay, happy Thanksgiving. Okay, pag pumasok sa inyo ang Thanksgiving, what comes to your mind? Turkey, ano pa? Eating? Day off? Shopping? Ano pa? Black Friday? Black Saturday? Sale? Ano pa? Black <laughs> Okay, ano pa? So there's a lot of things when we speak of Thanksgiving. Okay, so let's watch this uh, video. Thanksgiving morning, and I was sick. And not the dainty, manageable kind of sick. I was sick. There was so much still to be done. Supplies to gather, food to prepare, and an 18-pound turkey to roast. So my dear husband decided to enlist help. If he were smart, he would have just called his mother or his sister-in-law, but no, he called his brother, Paul. (laughs) Now, let me just say, seeing the two of them in action is what made me understand why animals eat their young. Neither of them had any real experience in the kitchen. In fact, they had about as much business preparing a holiday dinner as I did playing linebacker in the NFL. The only meal I'd ever seen my husband prepare was a bowl of cereal. And Paul? Well, Paul had his own set of difficulties when it came to food prep. I'm not exactly sure what went on in the kitchen that day, but judging from the commotion, the laughter, and one actual scream, I was pretty sure it was something I wasn't going to be thankful for. Good intentions can go a long way, but you need more than intentions to roast a turkey. On Thanksgiving, most of us stop and reflect on the tangible things we're thankful for. Our health, our family. However, on that Thanksgiving, I didn't have my health and I couldn't be with my family. I felt alone and somewhat forgotten. 
Then I remembered a time in the Bible when Moses felt alone. He wanted to see God to try and make sense of his circumstances. In turn, God said he would make his goodness pass right in front of him. And God's goodness was more than enough. I guess the trick is no matter what the circumstance you find yourself in on Thanksgiving or any day, is to see God's goodness and to thank Him for it. <laughs> oh, and by the way, that Thanksgiving may have ended up being the best one we've ever had. Thanks to the dinner being overcooked, undercooked, and in some parts raw, our family started the first annual Thanksgiving Leftovers food fight. Sure, it's silly and, and a whole lot of fun, but this tradition has become an annual reminder to our whole family that no matter how messy our lives get, we can still be thankful for God's goodness. Okay, so no matter how lives or our family are messy, we can still thank God for His goodness. In fact, we need to thank God for our families. We have to thank God for our spouses. We have to thank God for our kids, for our children. We have to thank God for our family. More so, we have to thank God for this church. Because this is the church that cares for you. Amen? So let's pray. Let's, let's thank God for the many things that He has showered on us. And uh, we'll also pray for our country. And we'll also pray for Israel. You know, the Bible says that if we bless Israel, okay, God is going to bless us. If He blesses people, He's going to bless us. Amen? Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus. We thank you for your goodness, for your faithfulness to us. Indeed, you are a God who loves us. Thank you for the many blessings that you have bestowed upon us. Thank you, Father, for our families. Thank you for our spouses, Lord. Thank you for our children, for our parents, even, Lord God, for our friends. Thank you so much for them. Thank you, Lord, for you died on the cross to save us. Thank you for our salvation. Thank you for your great love. Thank you, Lord God, that, Lord, when we come to you, you will never reject us. But, Lord God, with open arms, you will embrace us. Lord God, I pray that you will move in our midst today. I pray that you will move from the back to the front, from the left to the right. Move in this place, for you said in your words that where two or three are gathered in your name, you are in their midst. And we thank you, Father God, for your anointing. And Lord God, I pray that every words that I'm going to say this morning, Lord God, will be anointed so that it will sink into our hearts and it will produce changed lives. And Father, we even thank you for the election that we had last week. Thank you, Lord God, that uh, it was good, it was in order, Lord God. And we know that the president that was elect elected is the person that, is, that you have anointed. I pray, dear Father God, that you will guide his steps so that every decisions he makes, Lord, they will all be in accordance to your will and your purpose. Thank you, Lord, for this nation. Lord, I pray that you will move in this land. And I pray, Father God, that you will send revival in this nation. We even thank you for our home country, the Philippines. Lord, thank you, Lord, for what you have been doing in the midst of the government in our country. And I pray, Lord God, that justice 
and righteousness will reign in our country. We even lift up to you, Israel. Thank you, Lord, for that land. And we pray, Lord God, that there will be peace in that land. I pray, dear Father God, that you will move, that you will raise up Christians so that these people will evangelize and that many lives will be touched. We thank you so much. And thank you, Lord God, for all the goodness that you have done in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we have discussed earlier that Thanksgiving is giving thanks. But our topic for today is not about Thanksgiving. Before we proceed to our lesson for today, how many of you were here last Sunday? Okay, I need three volunteers. I need three volunteers. Volunteers, volunteers. Okay, Denise, who else? Two more? Volunteers, we have a short game here. Another volunteer. Okay, Hill. Another one. Don't be shy. Another one. George. Okay, George. Okay. Okay, the winner of this game, the winner of this game will get free book. Okay? And I will be at the back later to do the book signing. <laughs> okay. Okay, you guys were here last Sunday, right? I want you in 30 seconds to summarize the preaching last Sunday. Okay? But, in addition to that, I want you to act like Dion. Huh? Okay, can we start with Hill? Uh, wait, wait, let's have a microphone. Oh, nahin natin si Denise, ladies first eh. Hello? No. 30 seconds? Um, no, 30 seconds. But I have to act like my brother. Like, uh, you have to act like Dion. The whole of 30 seconds. Okay. Yeah, and you have to summarize the whole preaching last Sunday. Okay. Um, last week's message was stop, look, and listen. Stop when it's not working for you, then stop. That's how we said it, then stop. Um, and then you should look. You should look, you know, you should find, you know, there's no right definition for how quiet time is. Um, doesn't mean that you're confined in a room. Um, you just have to find what works for you. And then you listen. You know, in my life, you know, I really didn't want to go to Bible school. Like, I fought every single moment that God was telling me to go to Bible school. I wanted to be a writer, you know, and write. But my dad said no, so I didn't want to pray about it because the Lord will tell me to go. And then, that's when you listen. When you listen, God tells you to go to Bible school. And... You know, God provides a way for you to go to Bible school. Okay, 30 seconds yeah. is up. Okay. George. Denise, what do you want to Just stay in front. Very challenging, though. 
First of the challenge is my dad. He just wanted me to pursue something that I don't like. Good, my mom is Grace, you know. My mom's name is Grace. And uh, my dad is actually my disgrace. Um, anyway, um, summarizing my life, ladies and gentlemen, I found out that uh, God is telling me something. It's not 30 minutes, 30 seconds. Well, yeah, when you are lost, you have to stop when something is not working for you. Um, listen to your heart that God, so that you may be able to hear what God is telling you. Hindi pala mali yun. Lupa pala. Okay, 30 seconds is up. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, pardon me because I don't have a voice. Totoo to Um, that biglang nawala. Okay, well, it's very hard to mimic uh, Dion because I, our age difference is so far. So... <laughs> so how will okay the topic was about the my dad ah no no not <laughs> okay um my dad uh, wanted me to become to to join the the bible school but you know i've been struggling with that for many years so i guess um i have to uh <laughs> I have to um, do what really my dad has to do. So now I've learned from that lesson that uh, from, from my dad telling me what to do all the time. Um, I learned that um, we have to 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 stop. <laughs> then we have to look and to listen. <laughs> um, I guess that's about it. That's the only lesson that I've learned. Ten seconds for uh-huh. eh. <laughs> <laughs> Not personal, Pastor. Delicado pala yun. There was once this, uh, this preacher, after he preached the Word of God, he was greeting the congregation when they were going out. And then, uh, the following Sunday, he met this guy. He said, Hey brother, how are you? Oh, Pastor, I was really blessed with your preaching. Which part? Pastor, I was really blessed with your preaching. Which part? Oh, Pastor, you're so good. You're really anointed. Yung pala walang naintindihan sa preaching. <laughs> okay, so let's have uh, a votation. Okay? Uh, palakasan ng palakpak. Okay? Denise. George. Him? Okay, so we'll give this book to George. Okay, and the other one to Denise. Okay.
I will be at the back later to do some book signing. Okay, so where are we now? So this morning, we're going to talk about, by the way, before we, we proceed, I'd like to welcome my guest, my friend, Dan Bulls. Uh, we worked together when we were in Cebu in San Miguel. So Dan Bulls. As you can see, he's a giant. And of course, my beautiful and one and only cousin, Maria Fe, is here. Okay. So the topic for this morning is about, in brokenness, God shows up. We're going to have a storytelling this morning. It's about the story of Jake. Okay, you know who Jake is? Okay, you will know who Jake is later. Let's open our Bibles to the book of Genesis, chapter 20, chapter 32. We'll be reading from verses 24 down to verse 32. <clears throat> so Jacob, or Jake, okay, actually Jake is Jacob. So Jacob was left alone, and a man wrestled with him till daybreak. When the man saw that he could not overpower him, he touched the socket of Jacob's hip so that his hip was wrenched as he wrestled with the man. Then the man said, Let me go, for it is daybreak. But Jacob replied, I will not let you go unless you bless me. The man asked him, what is your name? Jacob, he answered. Then the man said, Your name will no longer be Jacob, but Israel, because you have struggled with God and with men and have overcome. Jacob said, Please, tell me your name. But he replied, Why do you have to ask my name? Then he blessed him there. So Jacob called the place Peniel, saying, It is because I saw God face to face, and yet my life was spared. The sun rose above him as he passed Peniel, and he was limping because of his hip. Therefore, to this day, the Israelites do not eat the tendon attached to the socket of the hip, because the socket of Jacob's hip was touched near the tendon. In order for us to understand what's going on with the life of Jake or with the life of Jacob, let's backtrack a little bit. Okay, from the time when God initiated the Abrahamic or the Abrahamic covenant. There are two types of covenant. The first covenant is the conditional and the second one is unconditional. The conditional covenant, as the word connotes, it is anchored on certain conditions. So if you failed to address or to abide by the covenant, by the terms and conditions of the covenant, that covenant is broken. Or that contract is broken. But in this case, God, the God of the universe, the King of Kings, initiated a covenant with a man called Abram. God said to Abram, I want you to go out of your country Go to a country that I am going to lead you. And I am going to expand your horizon. I am going to give you land. 
I am going to make you the father of many nations. Meaning, I am going to expand your descendants. And God also said that there's going to be blessings. Those who blesses you shall be blessed. And those who curse you shall be cursed. That was the content of that Abrahamic covenant. And yet, God did not ask anything from Jacob. That's why it is an unconditional covenant. And that covenant was passed on to generations up to the time that we are living right now. And as Christians, you are part of that covenant. Okay. There was a problem when God initiated that covenant. Abraham, or Abram at the time, by the way, when God called Abram, God changed his name from Abram, okay, to Abraham. Hindi yan hamon na ham, ha? Okay, Abraham. Okay? Because God said, you will be a father of many nations. There was a problem. Abraham was 99 years old. And Sarah came from Chinese descent. Kasi ang original na apelido ni Sarah is Do. Sarah Do. Ang kanyang chan. Okay? Sarah was barren. She cannot give birth. Okay? Abraham was 99 years old. And here is his wife. Also old, at isa pong problema, sarado ang kanyang chan. So that was very impossible. That was very impossible. But didn't you know that there's nothing impossible with God? Amen? Do I hear an amen for that? There's nothing impossible with God. Even if your womb is sarado, God is going to open it up. When God promises something, Ito yung promise na hindi mababari. It will come to pass. The Bible says that heaven and earth shall pass away, but the word of God shall not return to him void. God is not a liar. He will always do whatever he said. Okay. After that, they had the son. I will summarize it very quickly. They had the son. And the name of the son was Asa. Okay? Before Isaac, nagkaroon ng anak si Abraham kay Inday. Okay? Ang anak nila ni Inday, si Ishmael. Okay? So, it's because at that point in time, the faith of Abraham and, and Sarah medyo nag-waver. Sabi ni Sarah, eh matanda ka na, why don't you sleep with our Inday? So that, you know, that might be the promise of God. So they had a son, Ishmael. But God was true to His promise. God said that Abraham and Sarah is going, is going to be the parents of many nations. So, Sarah had a son, and they called his name Isaac. However, when, when Isaac was probably 18, 20, 19 years old, God tested the faith of Abraham. God said, offer your son to me. Okay, and Abraham, without second thought, he obeyed God. And when he was about to slay his son, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Stop. And when he looked at on his surroundings, he saw a ram that was really suited for that sacrifice. 
That's where Abraham called the God that he knows as the El Shaddai. Meaning, God provides or the one that gives more than enough. So, Asaph, how can he be the father of many nations if it is the story will stop there? So, when Abraham was old, he asked his chief servant to look for a wife for Isaac. So, the love story of Isaac and Rebekah began. Okay, so what happened? The servant went to, uh, uh, went to follow what Abraham was saying. Okay, and he was able to find the wife for, for Isaac. Again, there was a problem. Isaac and Rebekah don't have a son. Didn't you notice that from the time that God made that Abrahamic covenant, there were a lot of issues, there were a lot of problems, there were a lot of stumbling blocks along the way. Okay, but God is faithful to His word. Okay, even... Isaac and Rebekah, they don't have the son. God opened the womb of Rebekah and they had a son or sons and they were actually twins. Cain, Esau, and Jake or Jacob. Okay? If you read the word of God, even when these two kids were inside their mother's womb, they were fighting each other. In fact, when they were born, Esau came out first, but Jacob was holding on the heel of his brother. And Rebekah was asking God, why did this happen? And God said, there are two nations in your womb. And the eldest, and the eldest son is going to serve the younger son. And the younger son is going to, be, to become a great nation. Okay? That's why we have Esau. Esau is very popular in, during Thanksgiving because the descendants of Esau are now the country of Turkey. Or is now the country of Turkey. So when you have your Thanksgiving turkey, remember Esau. Okay? In the Philippines, it's also popular. Esau. Sarap nun. Okay? So you have Jacob and Esau. So they were fighting. There was again another problem with the family. Both of these guys came from a dysfunctional family. Isaac loved who? Esau. Esau was a hunter. He was a hunter. He loves to bring, you know, yung venison or probably a bull or, or whatever to his father and would cook caldereta for his father. However, Jacob... He was a homie. He was a homie boy. And it was Rebecca who loves Jacob. Didn't you know, parents, that when there is favoritism in the home or in the house, there's really a big problem? Right? We are showing what? We are showing uh, uh, discontentment. We are showing division in our kids. Okay, I have three children. I have three kids. Okay, Abby, my eldest, my second is JL, and my only begotten son is DJ. And Abby is my most favorite eldest daughter. <laughs> JL is my most favorite second daughter. And DJ is my most favorite only begotten son. 
Meaning, pabor po silang tatlo. But in the family, when you have favoritism, there is division. And the devil is always right there to create division in the house, in our respective homes. And God doesn't want that. So they came from a dysfunctional family. And as a divided family, or as a divided kids, Jacob, remember before when they were born, he was trying to grab the heel of his brother because he wanted to come out first. Why? Because in their tradition, in their culture, birthright is very important. The eldest son or the eldest kid always gets that birthright. What is birthright? Birthright, it is the blessing that the eldest son or daughter Elder son, get. Sino ang mga panganay dito? Okay. Lord, I ask for the double portion of your blessing to this eldest children. Okay? That's the birthright. That means when the parents die, it is the eldest son steps up. He becomes the figure head of, of the family. So that's the birthright. But Jacob wanted to get that birthright. So one time, Esau went home and he was so tired. He was so thirsty. He was so hungry. And then here comes Jacob cooking that very nice caldereta or whatever that is. Ang bango-bango. And then Esau said, I am going to die. I'm so hungry. Can I have a bowl of soup? And Jacob said, Uh-uh, you can have the bowl of soup if you will sell your birthright to me. Don't you know that when you were born in this world, God has given you a birthright? God has given you a birthright of success. God has given you a birthright of leadership. God has given you a birthright of salvation. The problem is, some of us are just like Esau. Esau is the first Christian in the Bible. What do I mean? Inuuna yung chan. Okay? So give me, I'm going to sell you my birthright, but pabusugin mo lang ako. And sad to say, a lot of Christians has given up their birthright. For what? For worldly pleasure. For the things of this world. I don't care about God anymore for as long as I am satisfied. So that was Esau. He sold his birthright to his brother, Jacob. And Jacob was, you know, talagang atat na atat siya yung birthright. Why? Because he wanted to be above his brother. Now, as a result of that, Jacob got the birthright. Jacob got the blessing. One time, the father Isaac and Esau, they were talking to each other. Isaac said, Oh, Esau, I'm about to die. I'm about to die. I want you to go hunting, prepare me a good meal, and after that, I am going to give, release the blessing. What is that blessing? You know, in the olden days, the blessing that is uttered by somebody in authority particularly the father, is a big thing. 
That is why we have to be careful with what we say or what comes out of our mouth. Because the blessing, the words that are uttered, especially the parents, have a big impact on the life of the children. That's why in those days, ipinaglalaban nila ang karapatan nila sa birthright, the blessing. They wanted to get the blessing. Haven't you noticed in yung mga matatanda nung araw, I, me, I'm, I'm a product of it. I always hear people in authority tell me that I'm bobo. Anak ka lang sa labas. Iniluwa lang kita. Wala kang karapatan. And I grew up with that mentality. It was a distorted personality. Why? Because of the words that was spoken. Again, this is a challenge to all the parents. Okay, we have to be careful with what we say to our children. Let's always speak blessings to them. Let's always speak blessings to them. Kahit matigas ang ulo, bangag. Bangag sa droga o lasing na lasing, you still bless them. Don't tell them, wala kang kwenta. Why? Because it is the blessing. So, narinig. Rebecca overheard what Esau and, and Isaac were, were talking about. So what she did, since favorite na si Jacob, she went to Jacob and told Jacob, Hey, your dad is going to release the blessing. And he asked your brother to go hunt and prepare you some food. This is what we're going to do. I am going to prepare a food, okay, and you're going to give it to your dad, and you're going to dress up just like your brother, so that you can get the blessing. Okay? That was a good plan, right? That was a good plan. They're plotting against Isaac. They're plotting against his father because what? He wanted to get the blessing. So lo and behold, yung konsitidorang ina cooked that very nice meal. Okay? And niluto niya na parang lasa talaga nung niluluto ni Esau. So what happened? When the meal was ready, binihisan pa niya ng panghaluin yung kanyang anak na si Jacob, because Jacob is hairy. Balbon. Esau was, di ba sabi ko si Esau? Okay, Esau was hairy. Jacob, makinis ang kanyang kutis, tulad ng kutis ko, tatatlo nga lang yung balahibo ko, bali pa yung isa. Okay? So that was Jacob, kutis porcelana, whereas Esau, Esau is husky. Mabalbon siya. Since he's a hunter, siguro malaki yung kanyang katawan. At since he's a hunter, iba yung amoy. You, don't, you know, when you're a hunter, what happens? Iba yung amoy mo kaysa nasa bahay ka lang. So this is the case of these two brothers. So when he went, he appeared to his father, Isaac. He dressed up like Esau and he said, Dad, Father, here's your meal. And then Isaac said, Who are you? Because Isaac was already blind at that time. He said, I am your eldest son, Esau. I am your eldest son, Esau. And here's the food that you've been asking so that you can now release the blessing. And then Isaac said, Why is it that your voice is different? No, Dad, but lang akong sore throat. Okay. Come, my son. Come, my son. I wanted to feel you. 
And then Isaac started to smell the sun and said, Oh, you're indeed Esau. Kinawakawakan pa niya, Oh, mabalbon. You're really Esau. And then Isaac started his meal. And after that, he released the blessing to Jacob. He released the blessing intended for Esau to Jacob. What does Jacob mean? Jacob means he's a deceiver. He is a supplanter. That is why names are very important. When you name your children in the future, make sure that these are names that will prophesy a good destiny for our kids. Okay? Imagine your name is Jacob, and every time your parents will call you, Come here, supplanter! Come here, Mandaraya! Would you like that? Okay, so that was his name. Okay, Jacob, he was a supplanter. He was a grubber. Okay, so he got the blessing. And after that, the story did not end. Rebecca told Jacob, go to my brother's land. His brother is Laban. I want you to go there and hide. Okay, Jacob stayed in Laban's place for 20 long years. What happened to Jacob when he was in, in, in Laban's uh, territory at that time? He wanted to marry Rachel, the youngest. Okay. However, he was deceived by Laban. And during the wedding, during the honeymoon, it was actually Leah who was there. Imagine he worked for seven long years just to get the love of his life. And all of a sudden, it was the eldest that was given to him. So he was furious. He asked, he asked Laban, why did you do this to me? And Laban said, well, in our culture, it is the eldest who marries first. And since Rachel was the love of his life, Jacob said, I will work for more, seven more years so that I can get Rachel. So he worked for seven long years. And on the seventh year, 14 years, he was able to get Rachel. Now, you may say, Pastor, Jacob is a supplanter. He is a deceiver. Why is it that he gets the blessing? I, I ask that question. But you know, when you read the story of Jake, when you read the story of, of Jacob, you will see that God's principle of sowing and reaping is in effect. Niloko niya tatay niya, what happened? Niloko siya ni Laban. Even if you're a Christian, if you do something wrong, you will always have the consequences of what you have done. However, if you're a child of God, you have the grace of God when you go through all of these consequences in life. That is why I'm talking also to the young people. Let's also be careful with how we do things. Why? Whatever you do when you grow up, you will also harvest the same. And the Bible says, pag umani ka, ano siya? Liglig, siksik, at umaapaw. Normally, anong tinanim mo, yung harvest is greater than what you have planted. Okay. So, the story didn't end there. What happened? Jacob said, I am going to work for you six more years. 
so that on the sixth year you can release us and my family. Because God spoke to Jacob, I want you to go back to your home. Some of us, probably God is telling us to go back to our home. Why? Because there might be some unfinished business that we have. Maybe, hindi mo pa napapatawad tatay mo. God might be asking you to go home and reconcile your relationship with your dad. Or maybe, meron kang sinuba nung araw, may utang kang hindi nabayaran. God might be telling you to go home and pay your utang. Maybe you have several unfinished business. Marami ka mga kamag-anak who hasn't known the Lord as their personal Lord and Savior. Probably God is telling us to go home. It may not be a literal going home back to the Philippines. It might be something that God wants you to touch base again with them and share God with them. Share the love of God to them. So I don't know what you're going through right now, but some of us might be Jacob. God is telling us to go home. So let's continue. So Jacob marries Leah and Rachel. That's a total of 14 years. And then another six years that he worked for Laban. But God increased the flocks of Jacob. And then God tells Jacob, go home. When God instructed Jacob to go home, God said, I will be with you. So when Jacob went home, on his way home, he met host of angels. He met an angel, and this angel represents God. What did Jacob do? When he met the angel, he instructed his kin, he instructed his wives and his servants, this is what we're going to do. Divide into two, and then you pass this way, and then one of you pass this way. What does this mean? You know, a lot of us, God already promised blessing. God already promised that He will be with us. But just like Jacob, we have our own discarte. We have our own way. The problem with many Christians nowadays is that they don't have that ultimate faith that God is going to protect them. They don't have that ultimate faith that God is going to be with them. They are just like Jacob. He has his own way. Jacob's favorite song is, I did it my way. Okay? Probably God is telling you, be not unequally yoked together with unbeliever. A pastor, sayang naman, ang hirap maghanap ng boyfriend. Guapo pa man din. Anong pipiliin nyo? Kristiyano? A Christian boyfriend? Or a pogi boyfriend? Ha? Huh? Both? Pareho? Ano, what's, anong difference? Okay. Kapag ka-Kristyano na pangit, Christian siya, di ba? Pero pag pogi, pogi siya, pwede mo na siya Christian. Pero yung Christian na pangit, mahirap magpa-plastic surgery. Okay? No, but, you know, kidding aside, God might be telling us something. And the problem is we don't trust God fully. That is why we are doing it our way. Some of us might be like Jacob. We're going through crisis in our lives. 
Some of us might be like Jacob, we're going through some financial setbacks in our lives. And God is telling us to give. Eh, ba't aman ako magbibigay? Why should I give? I don't have money anymore. Okay, we have our own way. Or sometimes, we are just like Jacob. He already met the provision of God. There are hosts of angels that will guide him, go with him, be his bodyguards when he meets his brother Esau. And yet, what did he do? He instructed his kin, the group of Leah, you pass this way, the group of Rachel, pass this way, and you know, when my brother is there and he's upset, you we have a plan A, we have a plan B. God already said that I will meet your needs. Oh, I believe God that God is going to meet my needs. But I have plan B. What's your plan B? If El Shaddai will not provide, I, will, I can always go to El Bumbay. Okay? We always have a plan in our lives instead of fully trusting God. But you know, all of us will have to go through difficulties in life. There will always be crisis. When you became a Christian, did that God did not promise you that there's going to be a bed of roses. Yes, there might be a bed of roses, but remember, roses have thorns. There's going to be crisis in lives. Why? Because we live in this earth. We live in this flesh. Wala pa tayo sa langit. In heaven, there's no more tears, there's no more sickness, there are no more problems. So what happened here? He did not fully trust God. And oftentimes, we do our plans outside of God's will. Just like what Jacob did. Let's read Genesis chapter 32, verses 2 to 4. I want you to open your Bibles. Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. Okay, I want a volunteer. I forgot my Bible. Can somebody read that verse? Genesis chapter 32, verse 24. Okay, Tessa. Then Jacob was left alone, and the man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Okay. And Jacob was left alone. Oftentimes, we have to be alone with God. Oftentimes, we have to be alone with God. Why do we have to be alone with God? Because if we are not alone with God, our focus tends to focus on other things. When, we're, when we are with a company of people, our focus is on other people, not with God. And God wants us to be alone with Him. Because when you are, if we are alone with God, that's where we see our weaknesses and that's where we see the strength of God. When we go through certain situations in our lives, we go through problems, we go through difficulties in life, if we are alone with God, we will always remember and think that I cannot do this without the help of God. And not until we are able to acknowledge that it is God who is sovereign, that it is God who is powerful, then we will not be able to escape that web of crisis that we are into. 
So what happened to Jacob? There was a wrestling match. The Bible says that he wrestled with the man. In other translations says he wrestled with the angel. In other translations it says he wrestled with God. And then in the subsequent sentences it says he had a face-to-face encounter with God. And he was happy. Why? Because God spared his life. So when they were wrestling, I remember when my only begotten son was about three, four, five years old, he would always wrestle in our bed. We always have a wrestling match. And every time we wrestle, of course, panalo ako. Pero sometimes nagpapatalo ako just to make him feel good. Okay? So we always do that wrestling. But now when he's big, I cannot wrestle with him. But when he was growing bigger, whenever we wrestle, syempre, magulang, magulang talaga yung magulang, di ba? Nanggugulang. I will always disable him. So that hindi niya ako sasabihin, kasi matanda na yung daddy ko eh. Okay? So nanggugulang. In this case, what the man did, was he tapped the hip of Jacob, and what happened? He started to limp. Now, I read in, in, in the internet last night that the limp, dito, yung tie natin, ito yung may pinakalaking muscle. This is the biggest and the strongest muscle that we have. Even when you go to the gym, the workouts that you have on your legs, it's much rigorous than the workouts that you have with your, your upper body. And the angel or God touched that strongest muscle and what happened? He started to leave. What is it saying to us? God will always touch the things that we feel are the strongest in our lives. It might be your career it might be your education. You will say, oh, I will make it good in America because I have a doctorate degree. I will make it good in America. I have a lot of money. I have lots of pension. But you know, sometimes God will touch the thing that we think is the most dependable in our lives. Why is that? Because God doesn't want us to trust on things. He wanted us to trust Him alone. God will always come to you in times when you are broken. In times when you say, Walana, I give up. God will come to you. God will always show up. The things that you hold so dearly. It can be the riches that you have back home. It can be your investments. It can be your boyfriend. It can be your girlfriend. It can be your whatever it is. God will always touch that. And Jacob wrestled with God. I am sure most of us, I have been wrestling with God. 
What does that mean? Every time we, we don't yield to God, we are resting against God. Sometimes God is asking us to surrender our lives to Him. And we don't want to do it. We are resting with God. Or sometimes we will say, Lord, I give everything to you. Everything except my wallet. We're still resting with God. Resting with God. Some of you might be resting with God as I did before. Or sometimes I've been doing, I've been resting with God. Whenever we say no to God, we are resting with God. And God is going to touch that thing sa Tagalog pa, yung pinagmamalaki natin, God is going to touch that. And when we are broken, kapag kadatalo na tayo, when we are tired, God will say, at least you are now tired. You know, it's funny that, you know, people go to God when they're already tired. Right? Sometimes we approach God as if God is the Supreme Court. After we have, we have talked to El Bumbay, after we have talked to our Bianans, after we have talked to the banks, after we have talked to everybody, at walang wala na, then we approach God. Right? Or ako lang yun? Right? On the onset that we go through crisis in life, go to God. Because God is faithful. Amen? So when that happened, okay, he was already limping. Okay, the angel said, what is your name? And Jacob said, I am Jacob. When we go through crisis in life, Sometimes all we need to do is to confess before God. Sometimes we have to tell God, God, I am Jacob. I am a supplanter. God, I am a failure. Okay, and what did the angel said? From now on, you will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. Lord, God, I am a failure. God is going to tell you right now, your name is no longer be a failure, but you are going to be an overcomer. Lord, magnanakaw ako. God is telling you right now, hindi ka na ngayon magnanakaw. Lord, you know, our family, we're the worst type of family in the Philippines. God is going to tell you right now, hindi ka na ganun, because now you are a new creature in Christ. If anyone is in Christ, what? He becomes a new creation. All things are passed away. And behold, all things become new. But Lord, you know, bobo ako. I will not be very successful. You know, I've heard some people will say, Kamusta ka? Oh, ito, pobre pa rin. Pinanganak na pobre. Mamamatay na pobre, mas mahirap pa sa daga. Okay? God is telling you right now, I am moving you out from that mentality of poverty and I'm going to transfer you into blessing. Whatever you're going through right now, you might be discouraged and God is asking you, what is your name? 
What is your name? Who are you? Who are we? And God is going to change that name from Jacob to Israel. God is going to change that name from curse to being a blessing. God is going to change that name from a weakling, a sickly, into a healthy person. In Third John, it says that I wish above all things that you what? You prosper, be in health, even as your soul prosper. It is God's will that our soul prosper, our spiritual lives prosper first. You know, crisis, the worst type of crisis is not actually financial crisis. It is not health crisis. But it is a crisis whether you will accept Christ. That is the worst crisis that can happen. Because sometimes we already know that God is showing us the way and yet we still don't want to do it. So there was a wrestling match. Your name will no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. So conversion cannot happen not unless we acknowledge who we are in Christ. And again, who are you? What is your name? And then Jacob meets Esau. When Jacob meets Esau, what happened? He was initially expecting that there's going to be a war. Why? Because Esau is coming out with 400 men. And Jacob is coming in with a lot of people behind him. But what happened? The two brothers were reconciled to each other. We may be in a very impossible situation, but God is able. Amen? You know, brokenness is necessary in life. As I said earlier, all of us go through crisis, crisis in life. And brokenness is necessary in life. Why? You know, when you plant a seed, you have to break the ground. And once the ground is broken, you plant it, and the seed will grow. Sometimes we have to be broken before God, before God can penetrate into our hearts. Some of us may think that, you know, you know, we should be like a clay. How many of you have seen a clay? A clay, diva? Right? What is a clay? Clay. Okay, the, the, the potter forms the clay. And sometimes when the clay is dry, what happens? Binabasaya ng potter. So that the potter can mold the clay. It is my prayer that we will be like a clay. Clay in the potter's hand. Clay that God can mold and use us into a better person. Clay that God can mold us to become a good disciple and probably a good discipler. When you see a glass, where's my glass? When you put water into gla- in the glass, you have to make sure that your glass is clean. Sometimes our glass is, also, is already full. That is why God cannot put something into our glass. Why? Because it's already full. Let's watch this one.
Then you'll teach me the no shadow kick. Oh, and the Buddha palm technique. There's a guy in Virtua Fighter 2 who does the Buddha palm technique. Thanks, so. And he does the uh, the iron elbow. And he does the uh, one finger death touch. The cup's full. Stop! It's full. Exactly. How can you fill your cup if you're already full? How can you learn Kung Fu? You already know so much. No shadow cake, put the palm. Empty your cup. Hopeless. It is hopeless. Okay, in brokenness, God wanted us to empty our cup. In brokenness, God wanted us to empty whatever our past are. Because God is going to show up in brokenness. Let us pray. I know that some of us are going through crisis in life. Some of us are, we feel that we're broken. Things around us are hopeless. But you know, when we are broken before God, God will always show us, will show up. And He's always there to touch us. And this morning, I know that the Lord has spoken to us. It is my prayer and desire that we will empty our cups. And if you are the one here this morning, you're going through a lot of things in your life. First, what we need to do is to accept Jesus Christ as our personal Lord and Savior. Because it is only God who can fill us up. If you want to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, you can pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I come to you this morning. Thank you for your great love and faithfulness to me. I ask for forgiveness for the things that I have done. And I accept you as my personal Lord and Savior. Be the Lord of my life changed my life and I wanted to experience how it is to be a child of God. And if you have prayed that simple prayer, the Bible says that if we confess Jesus as our Lord and Savior, He will save us. And if you have said that prayer, the Bible says that He has made us into a new person. And Lord God, I also pray, Lord God, for those are having issues with their lives, with their problems. Lord, I pray that you will reach out. Your hands are not too short that you cannot reach out. Your eyes are not blind that you cannot see what we are going through right now. But Lord God, you are a mighty God who is able to meet us in times of crisis, in times of brokenness. We know, dear Father, that when we are broken, you will always show up. Just like the life of Jacob. Lord, you have transformed him from Jacob to Israel because you have a big plan and a purpose for his life. And we know, Lord God, that you have called us out 
you are going to transform us into something, into a person that you want us to be. Thank you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Okay, for our group discussion, okay, there are three questions. The first one is, have you experienced a crisis in life? If so, did you come to a point where you were broken? Because of that experience, do you think God transformed you to be a better person? And lastly, are there things in your life where you feel God needs to intervene and break you so that you can be more Christ-like?